Hello and welcome to another episode of Preview Review, the movie trailer podcast. I'm Tyler Ellison, here as always with my co-host, Ryan Toon. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Tyler Ellison. Ryan, we're here on the red carpet, because it's Hollywood's biggest night. The Ooh. previewees, the award show, it's finally here. Finally, now play that theme song from the last time we had this show. Did we have a preview? Yes, you were like award doing show. like a bum, bum. Oh, it's like all the nice instrumental And music. then I was okay. talking over it, and that was part of the theme song. <laughs> okay. And we're here. Everyone's here. Look, there's Joaquin. He's sad because he was snubbed. And there's Why Greta is he Th- here then? Because he's supporting the arts, Tyler. <laughs> um, you know, so the previewees, that's what we're calling the awards, but that's a nickname, like the Oscars. They really have like a longer, fancier name. Like, oh, yeah, the, like the Academy, Award, Award Academy Awards for, for the Motion arts. Picture Arts and Sciences. So these are the Preview Review Trailer Podcast Annual Movie Awards. 2019 edition. Yes, well, in the movie, we're releasing it in 2020, but the movies all came out in 2019. But this is part two, because part one came out in 2019. Yes, this is part two. Our nominations episode came out just a couple weeks ago, and tonight we're going to be revealing all the winners for the categories that Ryan and I, well, we created the nominations and we voted on them. It's a very strong sample size because only the two of us voted. Yes, but we're not the ones who made the uh, math inquiries. No, as to Ryan. Who won. Tonight is not only an exciting night because we are revealing the awards, but we also have the very first guest on an episode of Preview Review, the accountant yes. for our awards. He received our ballots, he made he some permutations and algorithms, and he has pre-selected and put them in envelopes, all the winners, and is going to help reveal them tonight. Please welcome our guest. You know him from Brocast. Ian, Ian Anderson. Anderson. Hello, I'm the accountant. Yay! Ian's uh, a longtime friend of the show, first time appearer on the show, and he can't be more ecstatic right now. I'm so excited. Ian was one of the first people that we discussed doing this podcast with. Way back when this podcast was and just he a said, in our eyes. He said, I can't wait, and I want to be your first guest. And we said, okay. And then we decided that our first guest is going to be the person that has to do math for our award show, and Ian was like, all right. He did it. He stepped up to the task. Ian, tell us a little about yourself. Um, I went to accountant school for 23 years. Um, I am the world's best accountant. How old are you? I am 52. <laughs> Amen. In math years. I'm, I'm 19 <laughs> in human years. Um, and uh, accounting is just my life. I love it more than anything. Um, I've rejected over 50 women because I prefer accounting. And um, it's just something that I've decided to dedicate my life to. Wow. Well, thank you for being here. I know with that kind of a resume, you must be a busy man with all kinds of... It's also tax season. Accounting. So, you know, tasks. High demand. Yeah. Yes, there's well, a lot of high demand, but movies, they are very high in my agenda always. And such prestigious award as the previewees, right? I mean, it's probably every every young accountant's dream to be the accountant for the previewee awards. Um, It's not my dream at all, but it's probably in the top 10 um, award ceremonies that I just learned about, so I was very excited. Yes! We made the top ten! Thank you. It's It's been my dream to be in any top ten list. Well, did you know Ian also works for WatchMojo.com? Uh, it was just a short time. He's going to put us in the next top ten award shows he just heard about video. Wow. It's going to make three million views. I can't wait. Well, before we jump into the grand award show we have planned, we have some usual business to take care of, 
And that is every week we do Ryan's Review Roundup, where Ryan gives us a brief review of movies that he has seen since we last recorded the podcast that we have previously reviewed the trailers for on this podcast. So, Ryan, I believe since we last recorded, you have seen three movies that we previously discussed here. Yes. What were they and what would you think? The three films are 1917, Doolittle, and Just Mercy. And if you're paying attention, one is not like the others, because one is actually a 2020 release, and the other two are 2019 releases. Wow. Also, one of them is very bad. Well, I'm not going to say anything against Just Mercy or 1917. So, to start things off, we're going to review Doolittle. It's it's not good, but it's not horrible. If you have, like, four-year-old kids and you want to put this on Netflix, they'll probably be entertained. About that, I don't really see much value. Next up, 1917. Your four-year-old probably will not enjoy this film. <laughs> He'll probably be very scared, or she'll be very confused about the mortality of life and the finality of war. But it's also very well done, and I enjoyed this film. Just Mercy is up next. Um, your four-year-old probably will just get bored because it's very legal-heavy, and they probably don't understand racism just yet. So if you want to introduce your child to racism, maybe Just Mercy is the way to do it. That's Ryan's review roundup. Thank you, Ryan. Ian, have you seen any of these movies? No. Tyler, have you seen Based any of these Based on their movies? reviews, which one do you think you'd be the most interested in seeing? Uh, 1917. What about Doolittle? There are numbers in the title, which oh, above all interests me. It's a number movie. Yes. According to the title, that's what it would seem to be. If it was called Too Little, would you like that better? Possibly, yes. If it was yes. a sequel. If they don't name I the always sequel per- Too Little, I'm going to be very angry. I this always movie is not getting a sequel. <laughs> sequels are better than the originals every time. What's the best sequel? Star Wars 3. We'll have we'll okay. have that game later. I was th- I, I thought you were gonna say too fast, too furious. No, but I've first, never seen it. First, let's get into our opening question for this episode. And Ian, you are welcome to play along. Okay. We want to know the Oscars are coming up. The nominations have been announced. What is your prediction? Which film will win Best Picture at the Oscars this year? Ford v Ferrari. I think we'll take it. That's Why? a good pick. It is about cars. That is a nationally loved thing in America, it's according true. to the numbers. It's true. You know who else loves this movie? All dads everywhere. It's a very dad film. And the Academy. A lot probably, of dads. I haven't run the numbers. A lot of dads. I have run the numbers. Over 99% of fathers have seen this movie. Wow. How many of those fathers are Academy voters? About 0%. No! How's it going to win, Ian? Um, you know... I didn't... I'm just hoping the numbers work out. (laughs) Well, my pick for the Oscar Best Picture winner is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think this year is Quentin's year to win it. Hollywood loves themselves. It's true. And Hollywood is in the title. So, you know, they didn't give it to La La Land, but that's because it was L-A-L-A Land. QT Romance... Los Angeles movie is never going to win against, like, brutal Manson cult revisionist history Hollywood. Exactly. And, you know, they're just longing for the better days. They're they're looking back at the Where an American days. man can own a flamethrower. Exactly. And no one needs to ask any questions. If someone comes into your pool that you don't know, just torch, torch them! them. <laughs> um, well, my selection for the Best Picture winner this year... 
I'm going all in for Parasite. It's my personal favorite film of the nominees. And um, after it won the SAG Awards Best Ensemble Cast, um, I think that the Academy, like just with the preferential ballot and everything, I'm hoping that it'll eke out. It might not be everybody's number one pick, but I think it keeps coming up time and time again on so many different people's lists and everyone's saying that they loved it within the industry, outside the industry. I think I'm going all in for Parasite. Bong Joon-ho was an incredible filmmaker and I'm crossing my fingers. Ian, I feel like it's sad that Tyler's fallen prey to this very easy folly that he's chosen his favorite film to win. Whenever I think my favorite film is going to win Best Picture, it loses to like Birdman or some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, that's why I don't rely on motions, only the hard, cold numbers. Yeah, and how many Academy voters are South Korean <laughs> About 0%, this is an American awards show, so about 100% are American. Wow, and what's more American than Hollywood or cars racing in France? The numbers have not decided Socioeconomic struggle. That's, that's what Parasite's about. That's true, but the people <laughs> in the Academy care about the poor people. There's also, there's also a Cub Scout plotline in Parasite, and what's more quintessentially American than the scouting movement? But do the numbers support them wanting to read subtitles? That's a good point. That one-inch barrier, Tyler. One, I don't know. Most Americans are quite lazy, according to the numbers. Over 100% of them are lazy. Well, at the very <laughs> least, it got nominated, so it has a chance. It does have a chance. All right, well, we're going to move into our first segment on this show. And, well, I guess we've had several segments, but the first new segment... Well, because wait, we already we have, have another guest. new segment. It was introducing Ian and talking about the best pictures. Well, this ties into that because <laughs> since it's our first time having a guest, we have to do a little bit of an interview, get to know our guest, get in their headspace, start to understand where they're coming from. So we're going to play a little game of Hot Seat where Ryan and I are going to just ask Ian some questions about his movie preferences and his opinions. So you as an audience and also us co-hosting a podcast with this guy that we barely just met we start to really get to know where he's coming from are right. you ready ian i am prepared now as an accountant you probably don't have a lot of time to watch movies Rarely. how many movies have you would you say that you see like in a year in a year less than 10 less wow. than 10 wow well that's a good thing that there are only nine best picture nominees at the oscars too. yeah so you've seen all nine of those yes wow which one is the worst? Parasite. <laughs> the answer is Joker, but okay. <laughs> I forgot Joker was <laughs> Alright, my first question to you, Ian. This is a classic film opinion question. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? My favorite Star Wars movie, according to the numbers which are my mind in this case, it has to be episode two of the prequels. <laughs> Wait, why does that have anything to do with numbers? I thought you were going to say nine because it has the biggest number. You would think that, I yes. Would. But when I said the numbers, in this case, are my mind. My mind. The number two. The number two. Oh, okay, okay. So. As you remember earlier, I said sequels are always better than the original. Yes. but And even more than that, pre-sequels. <laughs> pre-sequels. Are above even sequels. What about sequels, sequels? What about number eight? The numbers. <laughs> the numbers there. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> Okay, um, here's the next question, Ian. Who is the best movie director of all time? Um, according to myself, 
Quentin Tarantino. I very much like his unconfirmed Tarantino-verse. Is it because he's come out and said that he's only going to direct 10 films? Like, he's already claimed that number? Um, yes, because when I heard he claimed 10... Like, he's one he's, of the only directors that promotes his movie by a number. Like, yes, the ninth film. Like he's you're very like, Ooh, number. concrete about his numbers. And that is a director I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Here's kind of an easy question. Ian, who's your favorite actor? Um, my favorite actor... This has this is one of the few things in my life that has nothing to do with numbers. Is Ryan Reynolds? Hey, that's my name. He's just so beautiful and Your funny. Your name's Ryan Reynolds. In certain crowds. Yes, Ryan Reynolds is the most beautiful, funny man ever, hmm. and that is why he's the best actor. Okay. Where do you see yourself in ten years? Myself. That's in not 10 a movie years. question. <laughs> Are you his guidance counselor? <laughs> hey man, it was the it was the best question that came to mind. Um, in ten years, I hope his answer has something to do about movies, though. Um, I'll be twenty nine and not math years. Um, sixty nine in math years. Sixty nine in math years. Nice. nice. Um, I see myself um, retired from the accounting game as one of the best accounts in the world. By twenty nine, I should be able to retire financially stable for the rest of my life. Nice. And I will probably build myself a home theater and watch many movies that I never had the chance to in my accountant life. Ooh. Mm. What's the first one you'd watch in your home theater? Um, I've heard very good things about this movie called Waterboy what? by someone named <laughs> Adam Sandler. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Ian, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? I, I also like that you're going to wait 10 years to watch Waterboy. <laughs> I haven't um, seen it either. I'll come and watch it with you. Vacation. Vacation? Oh, Adam Sandler's called? not on vacation. What's the movie called? I don't know what you're talking about. He takes like a vacation with his family. Oh, you mean... uh, Grown Ups? Grown Ups! What about Grown Ups 2? I meant Grown Ups 2. (laughs) Um, Ian, what is the best Disney film? The best Disney film is probably, in my opinion, Mulan. Because I like singing along to the songs. Well, do you mean the original animated Mulan or the upcoming Mulan 2019 or 2020? I obviously have not seen the Mulan 2020 live action, so mm. for now it is it the animated. Good, well, I thought maybe as an accountant you got like advanced screeners, but um, I do work for the I do accounted for the people that have access to that. But as someone of great integrity, I choose not to. Wow, thank you, thank you. Yes, Ian, is there something that we haven't asked that you would have loved for us to ask? Um, I wish you would have asked how my 23 years in math school went. That's not a movie question. It's about math movie. Well, well let me say it. Well, I wish we would have asked it too, but we've run out of time. Thank you for joining us for Ian's hot seat. Thank Ian, you. well done. Thank you. We'll, we'll turn the seat temperature down now. Yeah. Thank you. It was quite hot. I'm sweating a lot. I know. It was all the way up at 86 degrees Celsius. That's a toasty bun. All right, Ian. I think it's time for us to start getting... Into announcing some winners of the previewees. Yes, of um, course. So, why don't you start off as a count with your official word. Please explain your methodology and your reason. How did you decide on these winners on the ballots that Ryan and I gave you? And just give us a little behind-the-scenes sneak peek of your, your mental process. Of course. If um, you can. I don't know how much of this accounting method is like patented. Or it'll whatever. just go over my head. I'm not a math guy. I'll try to explain it in uh, layman terms for those who might not understand the math. Um, I looked at their picks that were based off their emotion, and I completely took the emotion out of it. It was completely unnecessary. I don't know why they brought it in. And I just looked at the cold, hard numbers, and the cold, hard numbers, they don't lie. They told me what the winners were every time. 
Wow, thank you, Ian. I am now confident that these winners will all be based off of pure math. Nothing else could have been deciding. Wow. So, I think the first one we were going to announce is the winner for Best Supporting Actor. Ian, if you could rifle through your papers and find it for us. The envelope, please. Wow, thank you, Ian. Yes. All right, the winner. Wait, should we talk about who the nominees were? Just oh. a quick reminder. Yes. Like they do at every other award show that, that we just now d- realized that we haven't thought about. That is content that we should do, yes. All right, all right. Supporting actors. The nominees are... Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Lucas Hedges, Waves. Shia LaBeouf, Honey Boy. Wait, there he is on the crowd. Where to Shia, everybody? Willem Dafoe, The Lighthouse. And Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That one gets like a little louder applause because everybody loves Brad. Woo! Alright, Tyler. The envelope, please. I already have it. I'm opening it now. And the winner the is... The winner of the previewees for Best Supporting Actor, Shia LaBeouf, Honey Boy. Whoa, Yay! Shia! Come on up, Shia! Shia! Where's Shia? Wait, you just said he was there. I we thought I just him. saw him. Well, he must have run in the bathroom or something because he's not coming up to get this award. Well, wow, so accepting the award I, for Shia LaBeouf, please Ian the accountant. I'm very honored on his behalf. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Shia LaBeouf. Well done. I love Shia LaBeouf's performance in Honey Boy. I am proud of the selection. Um, I thought he was great portraying, you know, a character inspired by his own father. That's got to be a lot of work, and I think he really delivered. Yes, he was also the only nominee that decided to wear clown makeup. Like, we didn't nominate anyone else that wore clown makeup this year. Yeah, sorry, Joaquin. You got snubbed. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next category. Best Ian, have you actress. seen Honey Boy? No. Okay. Let's move on to the next category. <laughs> Ian's rifling through his papers once again. Tyler will read the nominees. The nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Karen Gillan, Avengers Endgame. Woo! Yeah. That one doesn't get as much applause because everyone's like, how did that happen? She shaved her head for that role. <laughs> did she? Yeah. Dedicated to her role. Beanie Feldstein, Booksmart. People are clapping, but they're kind of confused because they thought she was the lead actor. Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell. Ooh, they love Kathy. Yeah. Adam Sandler claps aloud for Kathy. Momo. (laughs) Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers. Woo, people are clapping because they thought she should have gotten nominated for the Oscars. She got nominated here. It's what counts. It is what counts. And Laura Dern, Marriage Story. That gets the loudest clap because everyone loves Laura Dern. Everybody does love Laura. All right, I have the envelope. Ian has handed it to me very gracefully. And now I am ripping it open. The winner for Best Supporting Actress is Beanie Feldstein for Booksmart. Yay! Yay! Come on down, Beanie. Beanie? Beanie. Jeez, Beanie also didn't make it tonight? Oh, I think her brother was having a party. Oh, she's with Jonah? It's his birthday party. Okay, all right. Wow. Well, accepting the award on Beanie Feldstein's behalf, please welcome Ian, the accountant. Yay! Thank you. Um, books aren't as good as numbers, but they suffice. Well, you must have liked Booksmart because you seem like a very Booksmart person yourself. I've actually never read a book with words in my life. Only math. Uh, did you see Booksmart? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I thought Beanie Feldstein gave a really great performance. It is fantastic. And 
I think her comedy timing is great. The emotional arc her character goes through is great. Her relationship with um, Caitlin Devers is also great. Well-deserved, Beanie. Yes, well done. Next, we have the award for Best Actor. Ian's rifling through his papers, and I will read the nominees. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Taron Egerton, Rocket Man. Kelvin Harrison Jr., Loose. He got the most applause. Wow. <laughs> and Song Kang Ho, Parasite. Wow. He got a little applause because people are racist. The envelope, please. And the winner of the award for Best Lead Actor at the previewees is... Taryn Egerton, Rocket Man. Yeah! Woo! Wow. Come on down, Taryn. Ryan was really in it for Taryn here. I was. Taryn, where are you, buddy? There he is! Oh, wait, that's just Elton John. Who cares about him? Taryn? Where's Taryn Egerton? That, no, not you, Rami. Sit back down. You were last year. I guess he's not here. I guess Terrence's not here. Accepting the award on his behalf. Please welcome back Ian, the accountant, everybody. Thank you. Um, great movie. Um, Piano Man, a great song. That's Good the numbers. wrong person. Um, just love it. Um, wow. On his behalf, um, on Taron Egerton's behalf, let's make a let's make a golden circle four. <laughs> you mean the Kingsman? <laughs> They didn't even make a three. Yeah, I've only seen coming Golden out, the Circle. Man. That's a prequel. Yeah, but it's the third movie in the franchise. I get, you've only seen the Golden Circle because it's the second yes. one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Does a prequel like do you consider that movie zero or movie negative one? Movies um, negative one. I mean, I would have to consider it negative one because zero, while considered a number, is the absence of a number. So I don't really place anything in that category. Would you say like where the movie number one starts is zero, but then once it like the immediate second it could start it, it's movie one? Correct. I knew it. All right, well, Taron Egerton was really good in Rocket Man, and his performance of Elton John is great. So this is a good was. selection. I was very happy that he won. I'm sorry Elton couldn't come like receive the award for him, but you know, Ian was just here. He's here. It's just the process. Is what it is. He's really good in that movie, and he actually sang songs, so that's pretty cool. Like, unlike some other people who just lip sync. Shade. Okay, Ian, let's have the envelope for the winner of Best Lead Actress, please. Ooh, he's rifling through the papers. The nominees for Best Lead Actress are... Florence Pugh, Midsummer. Woo, May Queen, yes. Anna de Armas, Knives Out. Woo, Slay Queen, yes. Taylor Russell, Waves. Woo, another queen. Saoirse Ronan, Little Women. Woo. And Aquafina, The Farewell. Woo. Everyone loved all those picks. Okay, the envelope, please. Thank you, Ian. Yes. Ooh, that didn't rip as well as I thought it would. Yes, there we go. And the winner for Best Actress is Florence Pugh for Midsummer. Yay! Yay! Everyone's excited. I'm very happy. Florence, come get your award. Florence, you were so great. Where? Sersha, stop crying. It's okay. Where is Florence? 
Ari, you're here. Where's Florence Pugh? Ari Aster, the director of Midsummer. Oh, she's still in Sweden. They left her there. Ari, how could you? Well, accepting this award on her behalf, please welcome Ian, Ian the, the accountant. accountant. Thank you. Um, I love the psychedelics. I've never taken any as it would mess with my numbers of um, math and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Florence Pugh was so committed, she actually took she psychedelic took, drugs yes. for this role. And that is also part of the reason why I've heard she's still there. She's in treatment for... The insane oh, amount of psychedelics she took. I'm looking yes. over Ari Aster and he's nodding and giving me the thumbs up like that's happening. Yes. And now he's giving me the prayer hands like send your prayers, please. <laughs> um, on her behalf, thank you for Sweden. Yes, Yay. Sweden. Congratulations, Florence Pugh. And this movie is not the same without you. She really carries the film. Ari Aster, you did a great job. You're better in Midsummer than you are in Little Women, even though you're good in Little Women, but the Academy got it wrong. I know, they didn't even consider your work from Fighting With My Family, which is also great. Yeah, I mean, you had to play opposite Vince Vaughn. That's an achievement in itself. Yeah, he's a great actor. Well, let's take a break from, you know, playing this award show. And we're going to go to a commercial break real quick. Alright, welcome back to the live. We're still on commercial break, Tyler. No, we're welcoming them back from the commercial break. But nothing happened during the commercial break. Yeah, I just, I just dropped in an ad and post. Oh my gosh, we're sponsored now? No. And what'd you put in? Nothing. <laughs> Why'd you have me go to ad break then, Tyler? <laughs> I was excited. I thought HelloFresh I finally was hopeful, got my email. I, you know, I was hopeful that we could get one, but, you know, the sponsorship just didn't come through. I'm sorry. Um, we'll just continue on with the broadcast. Okay, okay. So this is when we announce more winners? No, we're actually going to take a break and play a game. And oh. this game is it's just going to be kind of a little fun discussion-based game. Here's how it's going to work. Ian the Accountant is going to give us a fictional category or scenario that may or may not have to do with numbers. And we're going to take the winners of all of our acting awards that we just announced. Shia LaBeouf, Beanie Feldstein, Taryn Egerton, and Florence Pugh. And we're going to decide which of these actors and actresses would do best in that scenario, or would be number one in that category. Ian, could you give us an example of a category that you might give us? Yes. Um, one such category could be who would live longest in the Hunger Games. Oh, and I would say, obviously, Florence Pugh. And, and then Tyler would have to choose a different... I would say Shia LaBeouf. Wow. And then we duke it out in a battle of wits. And, and then Ian the... chooses which one of us is the most correct. Based on the argument. Based on the numbers. Based on the numbers. Yes. Yes. And, Ian, have you ever played a game like this before? I do not play games. I... No games. Not even, no like, number-based games? Like no. Sudoku? Uno? No. I do not take light numbers. They are cold hard business. Nothing to do with games. Okay, okay. okay. No fun. Well, thank you for playing your first game ever yes. with us here. This will be something new for me. I'm sure you'll do great. Ian, can we have the first category, please? Yes. Who would be the best serial killer? Ooh, I believe... It's Shia LaBeouf. It's Shia LaBeouf. It's fucking Shia LaBeouf. That's not the right answer. The right answer is Taron Egerton. It's actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. You know that Shia has the capacity to be ruthless. He's in touch with his emotions as we've seen from his performance in Honey Boy, but we also know that he can just shut them off and be as ruthless as possible. 
Lewis Stevens on Even Stevens, he was basically a sociopath. Okay, but which of these actors has actually played someone that has murdered someone? Taron Egerton was a killer spy two times in a row. He got his gun out and he shot, shot, shot. And then he was like, I'm cool and I'm British, yo. And then Shia couldn't do that. Guns are not the weapons of a serial killer. It's the blade and your own hands. You look at Shia LaBeouf and you say, that's a man that's taken a life with his bare hands. And you know it. Okay, but he would be a worse serial killer because so many more people know who Shia LaBeouf is. And they would be able to find him more. Less people know about Taron Egerton. Shia LaBeouf was off the radar for like several years of his career. That's not, but even though he was, people knew about him. He was doing the thing, I'm not famous anymore. He wore a bag on his head. So he's already been in disguise. He's already tried to be incognito. Have you seen Taron Egerton in Rocketman? How many disguises does that man wear It looks like Taron Egerton every time he's on screen. And you know it's Shia every time because you know he would go crazy, but that means he's already on a watch list. He put clown makeup on. He's the closest thing to a psycho that we've nominated because Joaquin Phoenix didn't make it. But Taron Egerton is friends with Elton John. That gets him into high secret parties, and that's where his targets are. What? He's not an assassin. He's a serial killer. Assassin <laughs> Serial killers aren't killing high-profile targets. They're like murdering people on the side of the road. That's a Shia move. You decide whenever time is or else we're just going to keep going. Time. Um, according to the numbers that I just crunched uh, a few seconds ago in the back room, um, Shia LaBeouf will have to be my answer. Because I think because as everyone knows, according to the numbers, he is... Always on the fringe of becoming a serial killer. <laughs> so therefore, it is most... I would argue that the, the entertainment industry is the only thing preventing him from becoming a serial killer. I would say well, so too. The first point's Tyler's, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the next one. Alright, what's the next category? My next question is, who would be the best Prime Minister of Britain? The best British Prime Minister it's is Taron Egerton. Egerton. He's the only one that's eligible. He's the only British citizen. Let's say in this scenario they're all eligible. Okay. Oh, well, then I'm going to go with th- Beanie Feldstein. I think it's Beanie, yeah. Oh, I said it first. You have to choose a different one. You're the, we you're tied on Taryn. He's agree. out of it. I chose Beanie first. You have to choose someone else. Um. Okay. I'll go with... I'll stick with Taryn Egerton. Judge, is this allowed? <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Beanie Feldstein will obviously be the best Prime Minister of England. Look at that name. It's totally British, even if she's not. She is smart because she's in book smart, which means she can be tactical in any situation. She will carry the country to greatness with her amazing ideals. And Taryn is just another white man. Is that what Britain needs, Tyler? It's not what they need, but it's what they'll vote for. But we're not asking who would most likely be elected. It's who's the best one. And to be the best one, they would have to win the election. And Taryn Egerton is the only one that would get elected out of all these people. Because even Shia LaBeouf, they would look at the paper and be like, I don't even know how to say this. But Beanie Feldstein, they'd look at it and they go, Oh, Beanie Feldstein, it kind of sounds like something that goes with my bangers and mash. I love this British food. Give me my potpourri. And they'd potpourri is Beanie. French. I don't know, it sounds like something a British person would say. <laughs> We've lost all British viewers at this point. They hate us now. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to call time. Wow, already? Yes. 
it, it went into chaos. <laughs> it was um a question of pure interest. But I'm going to have to give the point to Ryan based off the numbers. Because now the numbers are 1-1, one, one, which is more interesting. <laughs> is it because yes. B.D. Feldstein has more letters in her name, so the number's higher? I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that, but that might have been a deciding factor. Yes. Alright, so now it's time for the final showdown. The last category. This one's for all the Marvels, The tiebreaker. Ian, give it to us. The next question is, who would be the best character in Lord of the Rings? Ooh, who would be like the best Lord who of the would Rings? Like play who, the best character, would, or if them as a person, if was them in as Lord a person was teleported to the Lord of the Rings universe, Florence who Pugh, would be the best? Shia LaBeouf. You said Florence first, so you get to argue first. Florence is already just seems like a Middle Earth name, and she's like blonde and elegant. She'd obviously be an elf, and just seems like she would fit seamlessly into like. The wise and, um, I don't know, like, what are they? Like, they're very, like, aloof civilization of the elves in Lord of the Rings. And I just think that she would do well. And obviously, if she's into, like, she's dating Zach Braff. So. Is Zach Braff coming too? <laughs> no, but there are plenty of men that are Zach Braff esque in Lord of the Rings universe. What does that even mean? So she'd be They all listen to the shins? <laughs> yes. No, Shia LaBeouf is the right actor. You go into any tavern and you look around and you see four people that look like Shia LaBeouf in Lord of the Rings. He's just one of those drunks in the back. He fits in the most. Florence Pugh would stand out too much. You put her in with the elves. She's not tall enough, for one. She's tall. Hugo Weaving is tall and he's the elf king or whatever. But Florence Pugh is tall for a human You're woman. talking about Florence Pugh couldn't pass for like Kate Blanchett's daughter or something like that? No. But Shia LaBeouf could definitely pass for one of the drunks in the back of the bar, like an extra that Peter Jackson casts. Well, see, you're just thinking of them just like kind of being in there. I'm thinking like giving them a prominent role in Middle Earth society. And Florence Pugh just fills that. Well, I'm thinking the prominent roles in Middle Earth society have all been taken by Frodo. Also, there doesn't need to be more masculinity in Lord of the Rings. We're looking to diversify Middle Earth, and you're just adding another white man to the mix? That is not J.R.R. Tolkien's stance. They had to add characters to the Lord of the Rings to make it more feminine. In the original book, it's all masculine all the time, baby. Shia with a drunk look on his face is exactly what Tolkien wanted. I'm going to call time. And the winner of this debate game is Tyler Ellison. No! Drunk Shia! Sorry, Drunk Shia. You gotta stay in the regular universe and be drunk all the time. You don't get to go to Middle Earth. No! He could have had ale with the hobbits. (laughs) Wait! I thought he was in the background. Now he's like with the hobbits? Hobbits can go wherever they want. There's like five million of them. Yeah, hobbits can go wherever they want. That's literally like the main point of the entire yes! series. Hobbits can go wherever they want. That's what they try to tell us. Right to Mount Doom. <laughs> it takes forever to just say hobbits can go wherever they fucking please. And that's the end of the trilogy. Bilbo's like, or no, Frodo's like, I'm gonna go wherever they want. On that's how it ends. Well, I think we need to get back to the nitty gritty. Yes, we've just bored all these celebrities in the audience by playing this game and they want to know which one of them won the next award. I know. You can tell right back there, Willem Dafoe is sleeping, because at first he lost, and then he played this game that put him to sleep. Ian, if we could please have the envelope 
for the winner of the award for best screenplay. Right. The, the nominees for best screenplay are Knives Out. Clap, 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 clap. The Lighthouse. Us. Jojo Rabbit. And The Farewell. And the winner is... The suspense is killing me. Tyler seemed to not be able to open the symbol. And the winner of the preview award for best screenplay is... Knives Out! Yay! <laughs> Ryan Johnson, come on up and get your award. Ryan? Not you, J.J. Abrams. Fuck off, J.J. Not you, Chris Terrio. Colin Trevorrow, what are you doing here? No, not Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That was two years ago. I guess Ryan's not here. Yeah, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's here, but where did Ryan Johnson go? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, like, motioning, like, Ryan Johnson's taking a big fat dump, and oh. he can't come to the stage right now. Jeez, TMI, Joseph. He's, like, doing that thing where, like, he's, like, trying to put poop into a toilet, like, with his hands, if that makes any sense oh to listeners. God. <laughs> like, Joseph, it's too much. But accepting the award on his behalf is Ian the Accountant. Thank you. Um, this movie was about knives. There was um, quite a lot of knives. There was a whole chair made of knives. Um, it had a great screenplay. Um, James Bond was in it. He has a name, but I don't remember it. Daniel 007. Craig. 007. That is his real name. Numbers. Um, and just a, just a great movie. Killer screenplay. Thank you. And Ian, you should be excited to know that this movie is possibly getting a sequel. Nothing in the world would bring me more joy. <laughs> So I thought the screenplay was really good. It's fantastic. It's it sets up everything well and everything pays off well. It, everything down to the the donut hole. Yeah. There's a saying for like filmmaking and story writing and stuff like that where there's like if it says like if there's a gun on the wall in the first act it has to fire in the second act. And this is movie is the perfect like illustration of that. Like everything that is set up so well and crafted in the first portion of the movie just totally pays off and leads to something amazing in the second half. And it's so well done. Ryan Johnson, congratulations. And also, just so you know, I love The Last Jedi. He's not even here. He's pooping. Well, he'll listen to the broadcast when he gets back. Joseph will tell him. So our next category is, Ian, if you could find the envelope for best director. The nominees are... Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse. Yay! Why'd you spill your beans? Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. Yay, Jessica. Ryan Johnson, Knives Out. Yay, The Donut Hole. Takeaway Titi, Jojo Rabbit. Yay, Hitler. Whoops. You can't think of a line from Jojo Rabbit? Um, there's a, eating a unicorn head or something. I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen it. Alma Harrell, Honey Boy. Yay, that boy sure is made out of honey. Oh, I have to tell you who the winner is. Okay, here we go. The winner of Best Director is Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Yeah, Yay, Bong! Come on up here, Bong Joon-ho. Oh, look, there's this translator. Where's mm. Bong? She says... Sorry, don't they stop Bong? No, she speaks English, Tyler. That's the whole point. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. She says... she's. Oh, she's signing to me. Because she's so far away and she doesn't want to yell. She says Bong Joon-ho couldn't make He's it. He's hiding under a table in a rich person's house. 
How weird. He got stuck there. He had to hide know. under the coffee table. I didn't know you spoke sign language. He couldn't make it here. Wow. Accepting this award on his behalf is Ian the Accountant. Yes. Um, I love... You know, I have to thank everyone for voting for me. I mean him. Um, and just the fact that um, he's really supporting the subtitles art. Someday maybe we'll get subtitles of numbers, which is what I strive and dream for. Wow. Thank you. Imagine if the subtitles in Parasite were all in binary. That would be my dream. The movie would be a lot worse, because I would have no idea what's going on. So the subtitles actually made the movie better for you, Tyler? Yes, because I could understand so the dialogue. So Bong ho Well, I guess, I mean, I could still enjoy it. I would just have to spend years learning Korean fluently before I'd be able to do so. Oh, so you're saying Bong Joon-ho's directorial choice to put subtitles on this film really, really made it yeah. go over the top for you. And that's sure. the only reason you voted for him? Yes. If the movie didn't have subtitles, I would not have voted for this movie. If the movie didn't have subtitles, I probably wouldn't have even seen it. I mean, if there was a dub out there, I might have watched that, but I don't know. Subs over dubs, man. Bong Joon-ho, your directing is brilliant, and I love you. Wow. Tyler, I think that's the first winner that you've told you love. His sign language interpreter over there is saying, where's the ring? I can see Veronica in the audience, and she looks very upset. It'll come with time, Bong. It'll come with time. First, Uh, Veronica signing, that's what he told me. Veronica is Tyler's girlfriend, if you don't know. I didn't know she knew sign language, too. Alright, enough of this drama. What is this, marriage story? No. We didn't nominate marriage story for, like, anything. <laughs> um, let's move on. We only have two awards left. It's the awards for Best Picture and Best Trailer. The biggest awards of the night. But first, we're gonna play another game. Gotta lighten the mood. Um, everyone's feeling the intense heat of the competition. Those were a couple of all their seats are up to 89 degrees Celsius. Those were a couple of really difficult categories that we just got through. A lot of intense competition. So let's let's bring the mood down. Let's chill out. You want to bring the mood down? Like, you want to be depressed? We don't want people to be so, like, uptight. We want to, like, let everybody relax and We want to unwound their muscles. Yes. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, so let's just play a nice, easy game. And this game's called What's the Score? Ian has prepared this game. Ryan and I are going to face off against each other. And what's going to happen is Ian's going to play a snippet of the score from a movie that came out in 2019. Ryan and I are going to listen to the music and we will uh, ring in um, when we want to answer. And if we give the correct movie, we get a point. If we get it incorrect, the other person has one chance to steal the point. If they get it wrong, no points and we'll play. How many have we prepared? Six? We've prepared six. All right, so we'll play and we'll see our scores. We each have unique buzzers. Oh, yes. When Ryan rings in, you will hear this. And when I ring in, that's a long fucking gong. It's worth it. When I ring in, you'll hear this. The bell's pretty long, too. Yeah. (laughs) If everyone is prepared. I am ready to play the first Let's score. Let's do it, Ian. How much of the score are you going to play just until somebody rings just in? Just until someone rings in. Okay, here we go. Yes, Ryan. Is this the score for Dark Waters? 
Incorrect. Tyler, your one chance to steal. I think this is the score for Ad Astra. Also incorrect. This was the score for Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, wow. Ah. That means you get the point, Ian. That is correct. I also have a chance to win this game based off numbers. <laughs> Wait, no! Based off the numbers! And right now, I am in the lead. <laughs> Alright, Ian, let's hear the second score. Yes, I will start it now. Yes. Is this the score for Joker? Incorrect. Tyler, Is this the score for The Irishman? Also incorrect. A second point for me. This was the score for Knives Out. Oh. oh. Wow. Tyler, we need to team up against Ian. I need to stop being trigger happy. Is that the next one? Yes, okay. the next one is ready. So prepare your buzzer fingers. Here we go. Yes, Tyler. I got an ad on the Bell app, but that's why it was broken up. Um, is this the score for Little Women? Incorrect. Fuck. My one chance to steal. Is this the score for Midsummer? Incorrect. <laughs> A third point for me. This was the score for Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. Wow. Yes. Wow. That means if Ian gets one more point, he's mathematically won. He's clinched the win. We have to. We have to break it up. Okay. I have this next one prepared. Prepare your buzzer fingers. Let's hope you can get this one. Okay, okay. Yes, Ryan. This one's Joker. Correct. Yeah. A point to Ryan. <laughs> That's right. Now I have to get all the rest of the points so I don't steal any from okay. Tyler. Great. And then we'll have to go down the tiebreaker between me and Ian. That's only if I get the next two right. The next one is starting now. Yes, Tyler. You got the ad again. Is this the score for 1917? Incorrect. Fuck. Ryan, oh. would you like to steal? I would. Um, this is the score for... Um, I don't know. It is... Cold Pursuit. Incorrect. Um, another point for me. I had no clue. It was Avengers Endgame. Captain America. Yeah. Okay, we are on to our last entry. And the only way Ian can't win is if we go back in time, just like the <laughs> Avengers. We are starting now. I feel like it takes place in the jungle. Yes, Ryan. Is this the score for 
Jumanji, the next level? Incorrect. Tyler, would you like to steal? Sure. Say Cold Pursuit. Is this the score for Spider-Man Far From Home? Incorrect. It was the score for John Wick 3. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum? Correct. Wow. Uh, I tried to pick movies that were very high in numbers as to give a higher percentage for you to guess them. <laughs> but according terribly. to the numbers, I have won this competition. Yay, Ian. Thank you, thank you. Wow, it's only your second game ever, and you won. And I have won. Well, really, if you create the game and nobody does well on the game, did you really win? Yes. Yes. Um, wow, you're like one of those terrible teachers in high school that's like, too many of you have an A. I'm supposed to be a harder class than this. I'm going to make the test harder so that more well, of you get a lower grade. That would be falsifying the numbers. But, you know, I learned hard games from... Hard cahoots that I once played. I thought you'd never played a game before. Cahoots aren't a game, Ryan. They're, They're not a game. Style. Oh, okay. Cahoots are a test of your knowledge. There's no <laughs> fun in it. Well, continuing on with the no funness, let's get back to the award show. Yep. Only two awards remain. The biggest awards of the night. Ian, let's please have the envelope for best picture. Ryan, will you please read the nominees? I will. The nominees for Best Picture are Toy Story 4, Parasite, Honey Boy, The Farewell, and Jojo Rabbit. Tyler, will you please tell us who won? I'm opening the envelope now. And the winner is Toy Story 4. Yeah! Josh Cooley, come get your award. Josh Cooley. Is this just because it has a number in the title? Because I know I ranked this one very low. It, it, it actually was the, the highest common one. The, the numbers don't lie. It was my number one. But it's my bottom. How does that happen? It wasn't your bottom. It was my bottom. Let me check here. We're having some disputing of the facts here. I checked the numbers many times. The numbers don't lie, Tyler. That says noms, but mouth's on the top. Oh. This whole thing has been a sham. No, it, sh it was different on my computer. So I saw, I looked at Best Picture on my phone, but I looked at the rest of my computer. And I, it was better. Yeah. Oh no, it's been a sham. Fuck! No, we're keeping it in. We're cutting all this nonsense out. You know what? It doesn't matter because this whole thing is just to tell you that award shows are bullshit. So even though on half of the voters ranked this as their lowest choice, you know half what? Half of them ranked it as Somehow the it's still fucking won. Congratulations, Toy Story 4. You are the best picture of 2019. Yeah, Toy Story 4. Okay, that means that all of my votes were just the random order that I wrote the nominees down in. This makes so much more sense now, having seen some of the other winners. I wasn't sure, but now, now I see it. Okay, well, well this should be interesting then to see the winner of the next award. No, Ian, the accounting, quick, now that you have this new information, go give us the only award that matters. Go quickly contabulate the real winner. 
of best trailer. Of best trailer. It's the only award that matters. And also, sorry, Josh Cooley, I know you're here, but apparently it's a sham, so don't even come up and accept your award. This is like Moonlight all over again. <laughs> wow, we couldn't have planned this better if we tried. So, let's see. Let's say some great things about Toy Story 4. It's beautifully animated. It's so well animated. It does such a good job of continuing the story from the first three. I mean, it's, it was ranked my last. I don't think it's a bad movie. It was just my lowest pick from all the other ones. It was definitely the best movie I'd seen all year. That's not true, but it's okay. It's true for me. And this show is the show where Ryan wins... Everything. Apparently, because here's all the only nominations that were seriously taken into consideration. And the accountant went to school for 50 fucking years. And yet he still couldn't tell that half my spreadsheet had ballot written on it, and the other half just was a list of the nominees. It doesn't matter because... The accountant would like to point out, Ryan made the numbers in which his picks were very clear. He told me 14... To 18, 14 being the best, 18 being the worst, which made it very clear to me a man who only deals in numbers. I did, I As I do them. not know how to read English. It was cell 14 through cell 18, that was where, where my picks were. His was even lower, mine was like, okay, whatever. And now, I don't, us- even, I don't even get it, mine was at the very top of the spreadsheet, like, <laughs> if you just didn't scroll, you would just see my votes at the very top. You, like, went out of your way to look at the wrong information. I looked at his first and assumed yours was the same. Because mine was at the very bottom of the spreadsheet. Oh, so now we're just co-hosting a podcast with the person that thinks we're the same person. <laughs> okay. I didn't say well, the same person. Let's get the envelope shot. No, he shall reveal the winner. For best trailer. For best trailer. The actual winner. First, give us who would have won if we didn't realize this hullabaloo. Okay, and then we'll me... see if they... Like, this is the uh, projection. You know, like, when you look at the projections to see who actually won. But sure. on Oscar night, it's different. It's just The false like winner of best trailer is Honey Boy. Honey oh. Boy, wait. There's been a mistake. Honey Boy is not the winner of best trailer. Or, well, still could be. Please sit down, Shia. But you are not getting this award. Alma Harrell, Alma hold your horses. Horses. The true winner of best trailer is... Oh, Ian's opening these envelopes way better than we did. Why didn't we do it like that? Us. Yay, Yay! Jordan Peele! Lupita, they're all here! Jordan Peele, wow, welcome to the studio, Jordan Peele! Lupita Nyong'o! We are sorry to say, though, all of them have caught a virus and none of them can speak. No! Accepting this award on their behalf is Josh Ian the Accountant. Oh, wait, no, Ian the Accountant! It was a good movie. I liked how there was one, no, but then how there was, was the two. Trailer? The trailer. I like how they showed that there was one, but then there was two. And the song, I got five on it. It has, that a, has a number. I love number five. Wow. It is multiple to many numbers. The five is a great number, so, honestly. There you have it. Award shows are nonsense. It's a total sham, but, but trailers we'll are forever. Still be watching the Oscars when it airs. I love award season as much as it is just bullshit politics and money. And, you know, if the two popes wins a bunch of awards just because they sent slippers to some voters... They sent slippers! So be it. I want Jonathan Price on my slippers. Where are my two popes slippers, Netflix? Ian, thank you so much for being our guest on this podcast and our accountant. Um, 
Would you just do us a favor and just give us a little feedback? Like, how was your experience being a guest on our podcast today? Yeah, we want to did rate you us. Enjoy doing it. Like, how do you how do you how do you feel about this episode so far? Uh, if I had to rate this podcast, it has been quite a good time, but I would have to rate it a nine point nine out of ten, subtracting a point one from the ten I would have given it for errors. for the for the false allegations against me that I was. So there are true allegations. It happened. Sir, We're gonna have Tyler. to hire an outside firm to deal with these allegations. Yes, okay. I will not stand for anyone ever saying that my we'll math hire is Price incorrect. Waterhouse Cooper to I did not like go to school. I did not go to school for twenty eight years. Just to be ridiculed about my math, which is the thing I pride most of my life about. Well, I mean... But again, 9.9 out of 10. That's still really good. Thank you so much for being here, Ian. Yes. We um, loved having you. We loved having you. This was great. Anytime we need an accountant... like I'm not going to call you again for any accounting purposes, but you might be welcome back on the podcast in the usually, future. Usually... As um, Ian from Brocast. Usually my parameters are set more clearly... I say this was a fault of Tyler Ellison. Please do not put this onto my mathematical abilities, which are the best in the world. Wow, and if we learned anything from today's episode is that I did nothing wrong, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Preview Review. Ian, before we go, do you have anything you want to plug? Ian Anderson's accountant firm, www.iansaccountantfirm.gov.com. <laughs> thank you, Ian. Thank you so much, and thank you, listener. This is Hollywood's biggest night. All the celebrities are leaving the building now. Um, we'll give you the red carpet fashion breakdown on another episode. Well, um, you should have seen what Shia was wearing. He was naked. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, that was my bad.